0: Uh Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer and uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian con- I never thought He never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hard-working Macedonian peasants, and the way they were able to reach out and uh, steal the election... Okay, and I'm recording now, and you know, every now and then we need to to, kind of mix it up a bit. We don't have a planned uh, intro, or we talked a little bit offline about subjects uh, and, uh, and whatnot, but, uh, but this is the Macedonian content farmers podcast, regardless of no intro. <laughs> and we are recording this on Sunday, the 20, no, the 19th, no, the 18th. I have no idea. honestly. <laughs> Good morning. Sunday morning.
1: And we say that we actually <laughs> use that. unlike like Nancy Pelosi, who maybe had a, an aneurysm at the moment, we actually do say, Dobrutra, like, uh. Thank you for realizing what I've been telling you all along. Good morning.
0: <laughs> good morning. Sunday morning. Although, in your case, it's afternoon. It's still Sunday morning here. It's 11.30, my time. Um,
1: it's pitch dark here. Pitch dark? It gets dark. dark. Wow. Yeah, it's 7, 6.30 or something, I don't know.
0: Well, it was today's good morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to just... in, in, include the video so people understand <laughs> what we're talking about.
0: Um, uh, on, on Friday, it was 100 and bloody one, 101 bloody degrees oh, here, so, which is what, 39 Celsius? Uh, yeah,
1: I think 100 is like so, almost 40. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just, it doesn't end. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Nancy Pelosi or the weather or the darkness. Although I did talk to the reason I'm late this morning. Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not drinking. Um, I'm drinking water. The reason it's I'm late natural. is because I was having, a I, was having a, a, a... I had a conversation with an Estonian friend, and, uh, and he was telling me how it's about ready to get very dark there for the next six months.
1: Or at oh, least Not here. Hey, what do you think there. of... What's that? Yeah, they have to be drinking there.
0: Oh, yes. This... Um, Okay, so... Let's get serious this morning, Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> uh, this uh, statement, purportedly, supposedly, from Biden Harris on Albanian and, and or US relations with Albanian Kosovo. I, I know we talked about that a little bit offline. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this tweet yesterday, I guess, Saturday, from Rauf, uh, what's his name?
1: By, Rauf Bajrovic. Yeah, the Bosnian anyway? uh, DC. He's a... US
0: Europe Alliance co chair. Okay. Yeah, Bosnian
1: fiction anyway, in D.C.
0: Yeah, okay, so he's in D.C. So he, he said, excellent statement by Biden, colon, and then, quote, hmm. the the alleged Biden quote is, quote, reverse the Trump administration's unbalanced approach toward Kosovo and Serbia, hmm. restoring fairness and equity in the relationships and working toward greater cooperation, unquote. Now, he, he typed that out, but he's tweeting Ruben uh, Avihu, I guess. Uh, he's the... Of
1: G, I think. Oh no, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, of with G, Illyria G. Press. Yeah,
0: he's Illyria New Yorker, Press, the uh, in New York. And when I click on the Illyria uh, link, it 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 looks like I'm not convinced this is a Biden Harris statement. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is or not. It it looks more like they they kind of it's a mashup of quotes and and things like that. I I don't know though. It wouldn't be surprising.
1: Uh, I mean, it legit says that, you know, Biden has this long investment in the Kosovo cause, essentially, and uh, supporting, promoting Albanian interests in the Balkans. And uh, it's no surprise that they would publish something like this. But uh, yeah, so you're not sure that it's new or purpose-made really. for the election? It looks, yeah? it looks or... like it's
0: a cut and paste job, but maybe it's not. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But It is definitely what he believes and what he relies on. Oh, sure. That's true. Yeah. Albanians were shocked at the uh, Trump. Serbs were delighted. They hoped that they will gain something. We Macedonians also loved Trump's victory and apparently contributed to, to it a lot, uh, <laughs> if you trust Hillary Clinton. Uh, <laughs> but again, Trump did not really manage to do any foreign policy in his term. He was uh, he didn't really appoint anybody except for Grenell and a few businessmen as ambassadors to the region and. Uh, too few people to actually make a difference. The Deep State Department continued business as usual, including, you know, practically toppling Vimero after Trump was elected. And right. eventually Mike Pompeo and everybody else endorsed uh, the imposed name change in Macedonia. So we got nothing out of this. Maybe, you know, if it was Hillary, Albania would have been even more assertive. But, uh, mm. and... If Biden wins now, they will definitely feel emboldened and uh, like the moment is now to press for maybe even territorial gains in the region. So uh, Biden is announcing he will go against uh, the leaders of uh, hung- of Poland and Hungary. So basically more colored revolution in the region like the one which brought down Grzegovski. So definitely, you know, the State Department will be far more aggressive in pushing uh, to bring down people they don't like in the Balkans and in Europe and uh, elevate uh, totalitarians they do like. So yeah, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure Albanians are going to vote for Biden and uh, hope that they will cash in on this.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, But listening to you, Svet, it sounds like that uh, in terms of U.S. policy with the uh, upcoming elections uh, vis-a-vis Macedonia, the uh what macedonians are hoping for is uh who will do the least amount of harm <laughs> harm will be yeah, done yeah. but who will do the least yeah. amount of harm so uh and and it's always i think we need to you know you're right biden actually does he's been to the region many times he has taken an interest he has supported albanian causes wherever they are trump has no idea where albania or kosovo or macedonia is and mm-hmm. so trump to the extent that he's been involved at all it, it hasn't been him of course it's been his the state department and not even mike pompeo pompeo was in macedonia uh, earlier this year but it's not the secretary in the trump administration that is has anything to do with foreign policy in macedonia or the balkans it's the the permanent state the uh the bureaucratic state the managerial state um, state state whatever you want to call it the deep state uh the administrative state is what i prefer uh, mm-hmm. that these, these people like, you know, Phil Reeker and, uh, what's his name? If, not Wes Mitchell, um, Matthew Palmer, yeah. uh, people like that, that have been around for, for, forever and a day that, yeah. uh, have an, have an agenda that, that benefits them personally, of course, in various different ways. Uh, and that's what they're pursuing. doesn't matter who the state department, who the, de, uh, the, uh, secretary of uh, state is.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But, um. Anyway, um, enough about U.S. policy, U.S. policies towards the region and U.S. politics, and we'll know in two and a half weeks, well, the election will be held in two and a half <laughs> weeks, and, and, and at some point after that, we will probably know who the next president is. Um, yeah. But uh, what's the latest on Bulgaria? Because I'm writing my next column again uh-huh. on
1: Bulgaria. Again Bulgaria? Again, okay.
0: yeah, kind of have to. It's a... Uh, I, I had a new angle. I can't remember what it was. I have to go back and look at it, because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not done you, with you it. you wrote it uh, down. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's three-quarters written, but uh, it was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. But I won't preview it here, because I can't remember it. But um, we, we do know that, uh, so the latest for listeners is that uh, the, quote-unquote, intergovernmental uh, commission on historical figures and blah, 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 uh, between the Bulgarians and the Macedonians met last week. Uh, various accounts were that it wasn't a, all was not happy uh, in mm-hmm. the meeting. And uh, uh, Zoran Zaev continues to say that uh, everything is going to be fine. Dimitrov, on the other hand, Nikola Dimitrov, the former foreign minister and now the current minister for EU affairs and, and reading newspapers, uh, sounds like he's willing or he's ready to, or he's laying the ground to accept defeat in terms of Macedonia getting a veto from Bulgaria and not being able to open up or start EU accession talks later this fall, is that an accurate assessment?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. There there was a meeting in Skopje, two day long, and uh, apparently Bulgaria said okay. Yesterday, uh, it ended yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Uh, uh, what's uh, today? Sunday, Saturday, uh, Friday, Sunday. and Saturday.
0: Sunday morning. Good morning. Morning. Sunday. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all.
1: And. Uh, Back to Gutsa Delchev, uh, Bulgaria apparently made an offer, like, uh, let's call him a Bulgarian who was regionally Macedonian, who was Macedonian in the region in which he operated, but ethnically Bulgarian. Our guys would not accept this, but, you know, this is now just one of the many, 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 many issues uh, on the table. The Bulgarian president, the socialist, uh, Rumen Radev, now is joining the phrase. He's saying that uh, uh, they would also not accept uh, that Macedonia, you know, begins accession talks without making these concessions. So uh, the right is attacking the left in Bulgaria, saying that the left has been too weak and, uh, uh, you know, uh, willing to compromise on the issue. So now the left is joining the phrase saying no, no, Borisov and the writer may allow the Macedonians to open uh, accession talks without uh, giving and the name and identity and all the other things. So, uh, practically, it's like it became in Greece an intra-party issue between the two main parties in Greece. Now it's fully an issue between Borisov and Radev in Bulgaria. We are practically just an, a topic of discussion. We are not a factor, we, whatever we do, basically we can't influence this, it's just a fight between two parties in a country which has the veto power, we cannot change this, so they basically just, they can do what they want, uh, fighting each other. Germany, uh, you know, the Bulgarian defense minister Karakachanov, he -hmm. said that Germany is pressuring uh, Bulgaria to give up. This is similar to what the Greeks would say often, like the US is pressuring us on the Scopiano issue, but we are not giving up. So now they're an important element of this uh, storyline for the domestic audience is Look, I'm pressured by Angela Merkel or George Bush, but I'm a tough guy. I'm not going to give up. We have our national interests. I'm not relenting. But if this other guy, the socialist wins, he would definitely uh, give up on our national interests. Uh, so. Uh, Mitskovsky is saying that Bulgaria during this meeting between uh, Zayev sent his foreign minister Buya Osmani so we have an Albanian and Bulgarians discussing Macedonian identity mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Mitskovsky is later saying that during this meeting for which Zayev acknowledged that it did not go well that Bulgaria asked for constitutional amendments like uh, Greece demanded a change to the name of the country in the constitution, a change in uh, uh, the preamble of the constitution, uh, various articles of the constitution be amended. So now that Bulgaria wants the same, Mm. and this uh, uh, allegedly, now Bulgaria is not confirming this, allegedly this would include some clarification on the identity of the Macedonians and the language. Maybe some reference to Bulgaria, maybe mention of, I don't know, the Bulgarian empire of Tsar Samuel in the preamble, because the preamble mentions historical Mm. uh, portions, historical dates in Macedonian history. Uh, It still mentions Asnom, the founding of the, uh, you know, the assembly in World War II, which Bulgaria is pretty angry about and Mm -hmm. once uh, scrubbed, removed, redefined, uh, they even they were even openly attacking Zaaf, for even mentioning, on the eleventh of October when Macedonian uh, partisans started fighting the Bulgarian forces in World War II that uh, they started this low intensity guerrilla fight uh, that it's unacceptable that Macedonia even celebrates this date which is <clears throat> again a huge issue for for a country to say you can't celebrate uh, your fight against. Uh, you know, occupying... fascist. Yeah, it's really a problem.
0: Bulgarian fascists, let's just make it clear.
1: They are, I don't know how they're squaring. I mean, they have these lefty experts, commentators, who cheered the collapse of, uh, you know, the toppling of Gurevsky and okay. the signing of the treaty, but now feel that this, this is going too far. Uh, not for Macedonia's sake, they would like to see Macedonia, the Macedonia declared as Bulgarians, but they're saying, okay, but our country is now openly, you know, denying uh, our role in World War Two, And we can't have this because they're also, you know, in their intra-party fights in Bulgaria between the left and the right. The left insists that the right were fascists. Well, the right insists that the left were pushovers on national issues. So, uh, you know, they, they, they're starting to fret about this. And, you know, these are all Soros people and the like, and they're complaining, but look, we can't... Uh, go this far, we have to acknowledge our uh, association with the Axis in World War II and the right says, no, no, you know, Leroy Jenkins, full <laughs> <laughs> force ahead. So it's a really, you know, it's an internal fight between the yeah. Bulgarians and it can just affect us as blocking our accession talks.
0: Well, what's, what's, the, what's the, take a step back here, what's the timeline? Here we are in the middle now of October. Uh, the Germans are uh, they have the presidency, and through the end of the year the the goal is to open up talks with Macedonia and Albania, we should point out, um, mm-hmm. sometime before the end of the year, and that's the Albania issue is a separate one, of course. Uh, what's what are the next steps? What's the timeline look like? You know, Zayev said he wanted to go to Bulgaria the other day to, yeah. to talk to Borisov, and I, I think he was turned down. Uh, so what's what's, what's yeah. the timeline?
1: Yes, Zaev keeps offering to go there and Bulgarians keep ignoring him. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, But Dimitrov is hoping that by the end of the year, there is going to be what they call an intra-governmental conference, which means something like opening accession talks. But uh, you apparently still don't get the chapters uh, because the accession is divided into 37 chapters, which Bulgaria agrees anybody can block at the opening and closing. So 70 plus options to block uh, the accession talks. So now Dimitrov, who, as you said, is really sounding defeatist on the issue and, uh, well, maybe we should give up on the whole EU thing if that's how you feel about it. And, you know, exactly what we were in Vemero saying, okay, let's give up on the whole EU thing if that's how Greece is feeling. So he uh, now says that we may not be able to open actual accession talks by late 2021 uh, open actual chapters wow. <laughs> so yeah this is really now you know postponing the uh thing over the horizon and he's now running EU accession so you know right. the, what we call now, the is he, of that
0: is, is he playing good cop bad cop you know is he is he kind of trying to raise expectations that nothing's going to happen and uh, and Zayev is so he's the bad cop and Zayev's the good cop in a way or maybe it's the other way around I don't know uh, no. Or or do you think he really feels like because if if Dimitrov really actually in his heart believes that, uh, I can't mm. imagine that he him sticking around in the government.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this is all they, uh we we got NATO membership part of all this, but you know who cares about that honestly. Right. The promise was EU and you know you even have to pay into NATO, and this would be uh, for for what little security we got. I mean. We could talk for hours on Biden and uh, Albanian nationalism and how the U.S. did nothing to stop this under various governments and administrations. So uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, what little positive feeling people had about the name change was that you know maybe this means we join the EU and we get some money, and uh, you know this is apparently not happening and. Uh, But you know, what's Dimitrov going to do? He he was allegedly asking to be uh, airlifted into some uh, Massachusetts Avenue think tank and (laughs) have a comfortable existence in D.C. and apparently he didn't get it, so.
0: Well, I think think he'll get that eventually. I think that he's the one out of the entire uh, group of uh, uh, scoundrels and thieves that uh, will be rewarded richly for his uh, loyalty to the uh, to the State Department and the EU and NATO? Mm.
1: There is a, Zaev is planning to send Lyubcha Gergievski to Bulgaria. He says what? He, yeah, he will send uh, the former prime minister who, uh, you know, was um, being persecuted after the, uh, after SDSM took over in 2002 after the war, under very similar circumstances. He had his government toppled by wiretapping, you know, rogue uh, intelligence officers, etc. Many of his people were arrested, you know, Georgievsky's people. And to protect himself, he practically caught a Bulgarian citizenship, probably, you know, shared what little state secrets we have (laughs) that they didn't already know, that the whole world didn't already know with them. Maybe Bulgaria was hoping that at some point he would become like a political figure openly pro-Bulgarian. He never actually got around to doing that. He's very, not very, doesn't, doesn't have much of a following, but he, he has joined uh, ISDSM uh, with his party. He supports them and he makes comments that we should uh, not, uh, he would say stuff like, you know, well, in Vomero there are people who feel this way about Bulgaria. You know, this old line from ISDSM that people from Vomero are pro-Bulgarian which is now turned completely on its head with Zaev. But Georgievsky would still go out to try to harm Vemera by saying, look, there is pro-Bulgarians in Vemera, like chastising them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's a very funny situation that after his DSM, he's invested so heavily in tarnishing as a uh, corrupt and pro-Bulgarian politician. Now they send him as their envoy to Bulgaria. And there was some comment from Bulgaria saying, well, listen, we don't want him to come to persuade us. We want him to stay there and, uh, you know, to be you. more lenient toward you. Yeah, he should be there and tell you that you're Bulgarian. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: oh, a, a, as, as a side note, since we're talking about Lukčov, um, his sidekick, Dan Donchev, I see, was uh, was, was was he invited mm. to come uh, speak to the, uh, the internal police or there was talk about that or something? I missed, I didn't read.
1: Uh, Donchev, articles. no, that was, uh, Donchev was once... Uh, like interrogated briefly by, uh, you know, there was this time when an Wimmer uh, official ran the interior ministry before the elections. And this is when the wiretaps broke about Donchev and uh, mm-hmm. he was summoned to the precinct, to a precinct, so that right. the way it works here, the police, at uh, in some instances, you know, when the ISDSM runs the state prosecutors, so, but uh, a police uh, inspector can initiate an interrogation and file charges to the prosecutors, and this is what um, an inspector did. He was interrogated, but, uh, you know, he was quickly, they can't arrest him without the prosecutor approving this. And uh, obviously Mm -hmm. the SDSM and Prosecution Service would never, you know, go this way. So uh, I think he's still in the country. There were some pictures recently of him having some, a party down uh, south where in Strumica region, I think, where he comes from, and mm-hmm. uh, no investigation, no, I mean, Zaaf will not touch him, that's for sure. Right. Zaf plans on sending uh, his uh, now very trusted Albanian Lieutenant uh, Muhammad Zekiri to lead the healthcare fund, so, you know, he would, Zaf would continue to have a direct confident running the... Zakiri is going to run the healthcare lucrative. fund? Yeah. And it's always two people, one from the ruling party, which is Macedonian, and yeah. it's always a Macedonian, one from the Albanian coalition partner. It's like co-chairmanship of this huge fund, which, you know, single-payer healthcare, care, all the health care, you know, like 90% yeah. of funding goes through there. So now there's going to be two Albanians there. And you can imagine there was even corruption before. Oh my like gosh. people from Kosovo, from Albania, coming to Macedonia, want to get treated as citizens. And they would bribe somebody who actually had a deputy healthcare minister in Albania and Albanian resigned because he was recorded asking for a bribe from an Albanian and taking it but now you know you can imagine what these two people two guys will be doing
0: <laughs> well that there's that then also security of course is the uh, citizen vice president but an ethnic Albanian mm. hates Dewey um, so yeah. if Dewey's sending somebody over to be the junior the deputy oh yeah uh, and security that's gonna be that'll be fun
1: yeah they'll be spying on each other <laughs> <then>. <laughs>
0: Spy versus Spy. It's a, like a Mad yeah. Comics thing. Um, mm. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, um, gosh. Let's see. Yeah, uh,
1: and, uh, speaking of healthcare, it's a yes. complete disaster.
0: Yes. 10 deaths today, I think.
1: It's, yeah, that's wow. a big one. You, I think the most was 15, but usually it's like 3 to 5 yeah, a day. Tens? But that's not the bad number. The bad number is uh, now it's getting colder, everybody's having the sniffles, etc so uh people are getting tested more often it's like flu season like the actual flu season so yes. yeah and uh before like two weeks ago the most we would have like in a day would be 250 positive cases mm-hmm. uh and this would be after the this uh the muslim month where ramadan. a lot of partying was going on cetera, ramadan, ramadan. Yep. uh like 10 days ago, the number started spiking. And we had like, uh, so it was 250. Uh, we had, uh, one day was 300, the next, the next day was, was 390. The day after was 450. Mm. The day after was 550, like by 100 it grows. Mm-hmm. It reached, uh, I think, a little under 600, 590 or something. And then, for, this is the weekend now, so they're scaling down testing. Uh, but we still have like 400 tests uh, uh, come back positive out of, let's say, 1,800. So tomorrow there will be like 2,600 tests a day, and uh, very easily we'll go through 600. So we went from 250, a, a high, like the maximum number, and it would often be like 80, mm. something like that, new cases a day. Now we routinely have uh, 500, 400 up to 600. So the numbers are spiking very, very seriously. And it's uh, affecting, you know, the hospitals are full, Uh, these two hospitals that are set aside for Corona, one of them is full. Uh, There is uh, like they're preparing a field hospital for this. Uh, There is 5,500 I think uh, active cases. Normally it would be like 2000 up to 3000. Okay, most of these people have light symptoms. There is like 15 people admitted to a hospital each day, mm-hmm. but this is like a complete, complete disaster now.
0: Yeah, and um, the government is meeting soon, I believe, or maybe they already did to talk about new uh, measures to uh, deal with this. Are we, are we looking at lockdowns or what?
1: Well, uh, they had a meeting uh, of the this infectious diseases committee and they recommended uh, a mandate on masks even when you're outside by yourself in the street like a lunatic you need to wear a mask in case you meet somebody and then there's also these winter uh, parties like uh, a religious feast like uh, saint nicola which you know every family has a feast Mm -hmm. and people gather like you have 20 30 50 people 100 people in some cases so this is obviously a factor. So the government said, "Okay, we're banning this. You can have at most four guests in the house and four household members." And you know, people like Antonia Milosevsky and Vladko, George, were like, "Hello, I have four or five children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you, do you, do you leave two of them outside in the cold?" <laughs> uh, but this is when it got really totalitarian. The government said, "We're gonna ask people to spy on their neighbors Lovely. and call and." And this was I asked. Okay, are they supposed to call the actual police, like the one, like the nine one one number, right. one ninety two in Sco- in Macedonia, and report on their neighbors? Uh, is it going to be like a separate number? Uh, do they post this on Facebook, like my neighbor at that apartment this and that is having uh, more than four visitors? So it was really ugly. Mm. As a proposal, it did not. It was not acceptable by, by the government. The government even. Uh, was pushing with the U.S. Embassy to open the borders with Bulgaria, Greece, but mostly with the mini Schengen zone, like Montenegro, Serbia, Kosovo, Albania, and Albania is open, and Bosnia. And out of all this, this number started spiking. They opened the border with Kosovo, which means many healthcare tourists, visitors, and many shopping visitors to the city mall in Skopje, which is one of the stupidest things you can do with these numbers, but... Apparently, much of the lockdowns are driven by business interests. So, if uh, you know hospitals and shopping malls pay to the government, I mean, I have no doubt this is the way it works, mm-hmm. they open the border, right? So, now we have an open border with Kosovo and Albania, and closed borders with everybody else. We need to have a mm-hmm. test, and la of that. So, uh I'm not sure if they'll be restricting... uh, I mean, they're talking about curfews and all that, but I'm not sure if it's happening. They're even relaxing.
0: Yeah, I mean, the spring, we remember the, what, 72, 96-hour curfews, 108 hours, whatever Mm. they were. There was some ridiculous, like, Thursday to Tuesday type stuff where you literally cannot leave your bloody home. Um, Mm. That's what, you know... I wonder if, if Macedonia is heading back towards that again. And of course, I have selfish interest in this. I I, I want to come there this winter, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to come there if I've got to sit in the house from cool. Thursday afternoon to Tuesday morning and can't leave. Uh, that would because you know when I come there, I come and visit my my people, my peoples, mm-hmm. um, my friends. Uh, so um, well, we'll just have to kind of monitor that. Although you did say you just said something curious. You said the government was working with the U.S. Embassy on opening the borders.
1: Uh, they seated themselves for no good reason. They said the U.S. embassy is helping us on this, coordinating through the What does the U.S. embassy have to they do embassy. They're the government in this country. Oh, that's right.
0: Sorry. Yes, I momentarily yeah, forgot. forgot.
1: You could so, forget it, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know what to say on that. And uh, Yeah, I mean, and uh, Philip, you know, uh, the healthcare minister who was so heavily invested in him, SDSM invested Building him up, propping him him up. He's a crook. He's a criminal. He has all these corruption scandals, including with Den Donchev, extorting healthcare providers, right. uh, building huge real estate uh, across the city, involved in the original racket scandal with Boki and Dorca Kamchov and everybody. And uh, human political. So Wimmer is obviously having a press conference each day, and says, "Look, it's either you know." shedding light on some of his corruption or, you know, just pointing to the fact that the numbers are dismal. Right. Uh, and normally, SDSM would respond through a political spokesman. But a few days ago, they had Filipča actually tweet a picture of some Vemera people gathering, and most of them were not wearing masks. And he says, look at the Vemera people. They call for my resignation, but look what they're doing. Mm. Now, this is hugely frowned upon because he literally holds the power of life or death over people and usually when the interior minister or the healthcare minister does this, mm-hmm. is the assemblies very in our faces about this, when Vemora held the departments, they would insist that these departments need to be beyond political, like not sink that low. Mm-hmm. And we now have, you know, the it's a disaster, it's a complete uh, collapse of the whatever policies we put in place, etc. cetera. Uh, there was tremendous abuse of the Restrictions, so like there was a police unit following the opposition leader while there were these huge Ramadan iftar dinners in the Muslim quarters. Nobody was obstructing these, but we had the police raid the gym where Mitskovsky, the opposition leader, was allegedly exercising. Turned out fake. Uh, Then they raided the restaurant where he was having a lunch. two days after a new restriction was put that you can't sit at this table, you have to sit at that table. <laughs> and he was sitting at this table <laughs> and, uh, a Monty Python skit. it was a com- yeah, complete abuse of the police and the inspectors. And, uh, and now the minister is, you know, uh, plumbing the depths of complete partization after being for a very long time, uh, this nonpartisan figure. And this, then what happened was, uh, this was real ugly. Uh, there was a young doctor who who died in a car crash Mm. and he was the head of the uh, COVID ward in one of the hospitals. Uh, There are two clinics, but there is a children's hospital in Skopje also set for children who get the virus and their parents. And uh, so he was apparently the head of this department and he had a car crash and uh, and then uh, was taken. uh, Some say it may have been heart attack while driving others say you know overworking and uh, you know when driving when you're sleepy etc people saw him um, i don't think he got out of the car people i I guess he looked like uh confused and while he was driving he some said he tried to he hit somebody and then tried to flee Mm. others said that you know he looked drugged up or drunk uh and obviously this is what twitter went with immediately and, you know, you yeah. could obviously confuse all these symptoms with being sleepy and uh, exhausted on the wheel and having an accident uh, and maybe even having a heart attack. Uh, so, you know, everybody posted this. Look, at, it came after a, a, an actual drunken accident in which a, a young boy was killed. Mm. So everybody was like, stop this, you know, idiots. Right. Let's have uh, you know, massive police testing of drivers, etc." cetera, uh, which is ongoing. And then everybody started deleting the tweets, obviously. Yeah. It became clear that this was a doctor and he was probably overworked. And But then um, he was also a prominent SDSM activist, colored revolution stuff, etc. So SDSM had this commemoration for him. They took out this uh, protest car they were driving during the colored revolution. So they were. he was like not only a heroic doctor, but hero of the colored revolution, which is by now completely disgraced and discredited. And then, you know, they would find somebody on Facebook, like, you know, in any country, people would do posts like, who cares, he was a komuniar, he was with the left. And then this would get emphasized enormously in the media. Like, look what this Vamera person wrote. It may be a fake profile. And then somebody made like a disgusting Instagram profile of this doctor. And I'm 100% sure this was done in ISDSM because they were pushing this story. So hard, like look at the Vemera people. We have a heroic young doctor, f- young father, you know, gets killed, and uh, look how Vemera is responding. So this is, you know, uh, what they're thinking of. There, it's now complete politicization of the issue. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that the opposition does this, but. Uh, when the ruling party does this, it's obviously a much bigger issue. Wow.
0: Well, that is uh, a a lengthy uh, description there, but it's incredibly sad. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, of course. Mm. But, um, and then, and then you have one less doctor to work on this uh, this uh, massive mm. uh, coronavirus uh, uh, problem that just won't go away for whatever reason. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier I was talking to my friend in Estonia, and they've got very low very low cases um, he mm-hmm. says nobody wears masks um you know no. they they do their social distancing and whatnot but pretty much life just goes on and why that is, i'm baffled to be honest i, I don't know um, mm-hmm. they've got estonia's uh 51 deaths per million population and uh, macedonia's at what 400 and something
1: um 820 deaths yeah 410 yeah. maybe yeah. so and the, you know counting our inflated population count. It's yeah, yeah, well, population.
0: yeah. Oh, yes. I forgot about the census. <laughs> the, the lack of a census, which is supposed <laughs> to be next year. Uh, even you know, and just kind of looking ahead, frankly, you know, we we know where what's going on in terms of uh, you know our, our lives being disrupted by this and masks and social distancing and other rules, et cetera. Even as they work on a virus, a uh, vaccine, and the vaccine mm. supposedly will come in the spring, and then it'll take time to get it to everybody. So <clears> basically, <throat> we're looking at living this way through the middle to late next year. And yet, and, and the government needs to have a census, um, obviously, uh, because a census hasn't been conducted in Macedonia since 2002. Official population, roughly 2.1 million, actual, probably 1.6 million. But how are you going to have a census? Forget the politics of it all. Let's set that aside, uh, you know, in the middle of a continuing pandemic. Now, maybe by spring when it's supposed to be held in the springtime, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, in April. Yeah,
0: so, so maybe by then things will clear up. Obviously by April weather is getting better. Uh, be out of the uh, the flu cold season, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, man.
1: And there are some uh, creative things, you know, we always try to look on the positive side. There was with uh, education and stuff. <laughs> there was a, There is a push by ISDSM. They have like two members of parliament. One of them is really sick, one of them has it, a couple from Vimora, um, and you know, you need 61 to just hold a session of parliament. Mm-hmm. And if it's something unpalatable to Vimora, Vimora can just abstain, and the other opposition and the SDSM can't even hold a session. Mm-hmm. So some says, okay, let's have uh, an online parliament, which the constitution does not, you know, strictly says, you know, we have to gather at uh, one place. Right. And uh, the word is sobraniate means a gathering place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, somebody says, okay, well, if you're doing an online parliament, can't we just cut the middleman and, uh, you know, we can have the entire uh, adult population of the country online and voting on the proposal. Why, why do we need members of <laughs> well, parliament? <it's> very Swiss. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Where everybody gets a vote. So. Uh... Yeah. What's the purpose and of a, What's the purpose a... of a parliament then if you've got all the all the citizens yeah. voting? So.
1: Yeah, you had to send like uh, you know a small town in the provinces needs to send a representative to the capital to meet with the king and confer daily, and uh, the purpose is practically lost. So yeah. we can just and then there is this. Uh, okay, so we are hounding Vimera people who who attend parties. There is Amdi Bairam, who is now with the obviously yeah. the Roma politician, and he says I'm having a wedding. You know he. He invites people and uh, the wedding wedding invitation leaks to the public online for his uh, granddaughter, I think, and he says, we're having a wedding, blah, blah, 600 people expected to attend. And uh, there is outrage online. Journalists call him. He says, no, okay, fine, I'm not doing this. And uh, I'm going to respect the restrictions. (laughs) And today we have the pictures that he actually flew several hundred people to Istanbul. Wow. Uh, And they chartered a boat, and they had a huge wedding on a boat. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And uh, also, we opened the border with Kosovo. Uh So we have the mayor of Cintar, the downtown, the most urban, the most, uh, you know, uh, elite uh, district of Skopje. Uh, And the mayor is uh, Sasha Bogdanovic, who is this Uh complete Serbian nationalist guy, you know, uh, you know, when Serbia plays, he supports Serbia. He would even support in messages like Serbian war criminals suspected in the Hague, etc. And he's in coalition, with, in his DSM in coalition with Albanian parties and he has a semi-Albanian party he's a member of. Okay, fine. So he meets a girl while during one of these gatherings in Kosovo, Serbian gatherings in Gračanica, falls in love, marries her today in the, the Gračanica monastery. And there are pictures out the wedding party nobody wears a mask a mask, they go to, you know, heavy uh corona infected Kosovo from heavy corona infected Macedonia and there is a person there in a full medieval I'm armor. Looking, I'm
0: looking at the picture uh, we, now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's the only person wearing a mask. Well
0: there's a little girl apparently who you know done they don't little children don't oh, need it. Yeah. She's got a mask and then the night obviously he's in full full uh, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: heavy metal um Yes, and the most uh, interesting thing here is that uh, you know, we Macedonians are not allowed to have uh, any displays of uh, national pride, etc. And this guy is in charge of you know, they removed several monuments, they're putting plaques on other monuments in his municipality saying this is not a Macedonian, this is a Greek monument, blah blah blah, and uh, so he's. The point man, at least you know, on the ground, not the ideological, but the technical ground, to uh, remove monuments to Macedonian national heritage and patrimony. But of course, as a Serb, he gets to go to Grecanica and uh, Serbon, to the, max, Dojaya, Serbon but, uh, to the max, as the Serbs would say. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: got the so he's, he's got is... the, the flag there behind the wedding party and yeah I, I, though i can't i'm looking at this the the knight uh and i'm not entirely sure of the relationship for the knight to the the wedding party but he's got a um a shield with two um red winged dragons on it mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure what that i'm not
1: that's the battle of kosovo oh. reference oh, that is, okay. like uh, that's the monastery is at the site of the battle of kosovo okay. and, like Christian protectors of europe yeah and all that good stuff but uh, you know and again he's in coalition with Albanians. Yes. so weird who they fought with over kosovo
0: yes oh goodness okay well what else we got
1: uh we have lydia Dimova. Oh, yes. did you check that yeah. out <laughs> is this some are preparing to uh, Throw one of their own under the bus. Uh, the director of the uh, education fund, uh, like like they manage EU funding for the Erasmus. uh you know Macedonian yeah Macedonian kids going to study in European yeah. Union universities and she's this very obnoxious uh, uh, colored revolution activist NGO person uh, always you know attending going to all the talk shows protecting is this I mean this shrill voice she was. Driving a truck, and police would stop her during the college revolution, and she would scream at the police, etc. So she was appointed to this position, and immediately she is purchasing luxury vehicles for herself, giving grants to cousins, relatives, friends, because they were all college revolution people. Obviously, these are the type of people who would apply for scholarships or who would have like an stupid uh, educational institution which would be granted and. Which would receive grants. So she gives like two hundred and seventy thousand to a friend of hers, who doesn't even bother to register his company NGO at a separate address, but registers it uh, through the same company through which he owns uh, a hair salon. So two hundred and seventy thousand euros in education grants to a hair salon, <laughs> and uh, and this lady is out saying no, but you know we have the right to give money to a hair salon to train. Hair stylists, but in this case, you know, we gave it for him to educate people on media literacy or some other bogus, uh, made-up uh, profession. Uh, and the interesting thing is that SDSM is throwing her under the bus. She is uh, obviously uh, the elite elites wing of SDSM. Uh, they could protect her easily. They had their journalists. DSM supporting journalists from Strumica, mm-hmm. from the Strumica wing, uh, published these, uh, these allegations. And uh, maybe, and now the Deputy Prime Minister, Zaev confident, Dubčan says, you must resign. Uh, and uh, so there, there is infighting uh, between the separate wings of the party, the Zaev wing and the Šekirinska wing. There is also uh, the resignation of uh, Damian Manchovsky, one of the All most right. prominent Skopje wing. He left politics for some very well paid uh, job in some private company, which I suppose expects to get government contracts uh, with him. But yeah, definitely Zayaf is taking over the party uh, in a much more forceful manner. And this couldn't happen to an ISIF <laughs> person. She used to write on Facebook that she has wiretaps against me. And you know, Responded, okay, I'm being blackmailed, I call her, you know, it's in the wiretaps. Oh, the people will know what they know, you know, okay, fine. So I start insulting her publicly just to say I'm not afraid because she says, you know, I have evidence. I have tapes about you which you may want to have, you may want to keep hidden. But then after a while I realize she gets into an argument with some leftist journalist who lives close to her office about a parking space with her, all the new cars she was buying for the office. And uh, he complains, listen, you know, you're usurping our parking, you know, we were not supposed to be about this, we colored revolution people. And she says, I have wiretaps about you, <laughs> be careful what you say about me. <laughs> so a complete nut job, and it couldn't happen to a nicer yeah. person. Wow.
0: Well, and, and is, is, is the party or is she getting a little pushback from the European Union because it's their taxpayer euros? that we're talking about here? Yes,
1: but only after an ASDSM uh, uh, journalist, this uh, Tanya Milewski in Brussels, mm-hmm. called up on the, so she goes to the EU Commission right. briefing, she could ask about anything. She could ask them about Zayev's corruption maybe, and they would give an answer. You know, it's her right to show you know, yep. the light to a topic or just uh, destroy it by not mentioning it. And in this case, it, you know, it's very notable, but she asks, Obviously, the EU is going to say, we express our concern, and, you know, we're observing this, we're looking into this. You know, thanks for bringing this to our attention, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So she opens this issue. She ignores, like, huge scandals, other scandals, but, uh, you know, Borjan Yovanovsky and uh, Tanya Milevska obviously attacked, you know, went after Lydia Dimova. So, you know, this tells you that she is being destroyed by her own. Obviously, a people are having fun with this. But... Uh, this is an intra, is the S M mm-hmm. fight, an indicative of that strengthening his position against people who he really doesn't like anyway, these far yeah. left uh, uh, NGO types.
0: Well, that that goes back to what we've talked about and written about for years, and it's it's a truth that the revolution always devours its own. So, and
1: uh, colored revolution. Included. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it might take a little time and. <laughs> take a little longer than we want but eventually they they eat each other alive yeah all right well i think that's a full wrap okay
1: we closed it here yeah Yep. Yeah. okay
0: yeah good um we'll convene again uh you know next week 10 days and do it all over again and maybe well maybe i'll be a little more prepared yep. next time